when I went to see the doctor, he said, oh, that's because you have loose ligaments. And that has to do with what I was born with, which is Russell Silver syndrome. And so what is Russell Silver syndrome? Um, it's a rare form of primordial dwarfism. And I was diagnosed at 14 months old. That was the moment that I realized I could take my story and I could tell people that and they would think, wow, I would never realize that she has this and look how far she's come. Like, why am I not pushing myself? Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today, I have Marissa Polmeyer on the podcast. You are going to be so touched and inspired by her story. Enjoy. I'm Marissa Polmeyer. I am 21 years old, a college student, and I'm studying urban planning at Texas A&M. Urban planning. What does that mean? What do you do? Or what uh, do you want to do? Have you seen Parks and Rec? Yes. It's basically the show. So city planning, working with land development and zoning. Very cool. How long have you, uh, you're a junior, senior? Senior. So are you done in May? Or now, I guess next year? August. Wow. And are you already have a job or are you kind of working on that this summer? Working on that. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, so I got to tell you, because you might not even know this, but Ruth Ann Golson, who actually has been on the podcast before, she reached out to me and she said, I don't know if you have thought to ask Marissa and interview her on your podcast because she has an amazing story. So... Um, of course, that's what prompted me to reach out to you. And I want to tell people listening that maybe have thought the same thing. Like, oh, I would really like for you know you to hear such and such a story. So always let me know if you have somebody that you know would, would be willing and uh, to share their story, but also come on the podcast. So, Or if you ever want to share your story in the podcast, just shoot me a text message or email me. I'd love to have you. Okay, Marissa, so give me um, a little bit of kind of insight as to how you ended up here at the gym. Um, well, I guess this goes back to last semester in Germany. I did not have a gym at the time, and I was going a little crazy, not working out six days a week. So I joined a CrossFit gym, and I fell in love with the community, and the workouts were challenging. And then when I came back to College Station, I missed the community that I had gotten. And I had also retired from gymnastics, and so I was missing that aspect of working out. And I knew that this must be a sign that CrossFit is calling me back. So I decided to come to a free trial Friday with Selena, and I was hooked. Now, what were you doing in Germany? I was studying abroad for my major. Uh, we're required to do a semester away, and so I chose Bonn, Germany. How cool was that? It was amazing. We traveled every weekend to a different country. It was exciting. and Wow. And so you first discovered CrossFit in Germany? How crazy. I had told Jordan a year ago that I would never step foot in a CrossFit gym ever. And I ate my words. <laughs> how, how, so how did you know Jordan? Through core. I had been 
going to see Pearl weekly during okay. season last year. And so I just like befriended Jordan. So when you say season, is that for gymnastics? Yes. So kind of how do, give me a little bit of background in gymnastics. So I had started really late when I was 11 years old. Kind of taking a break in high school. I did drill team for four years. So as a competitive dancer. And then in college, I knew I needed a sport. And I got back into gymnastics. And I did that freshman through junior year. And what were your, I mean, when you compete in gymnastics, is it like specific? Is it kind of like track where you do certain things? What was your events? Yeah. So my specialty was bars and beam. You know, Kate, my daughter's in gymnastics. So I'm very familiar. I don't know if you ever heard, heard her podcast, but uh, <laughs> when I asked her what her favorite thing about it, she goes, or what she does at gymnastics, she goes, bars and beams. <laughs> so, but that, when you said it, made me think of that. So what? Um, so that's a pretty intense sport, right? I mean, yes. You kind of have to have a ton of body awareness. And so when you say I competed, in, how to what extent? What was your the furthest that you took it? Well, junior year of high school, I dislocated my elbow, and that kind of plateaued any further improvement, except last year I had gained a couple skills after being in the gym for a year, um, but the first furthest I went was probably like, if you know the levels, level six. And you, I'm assuming you start at level one. Right. How many people that start at level one? make it to level six like what percentage a good percentage oh so like so progressing a lot of people so a lot of people it's make it's not that high okay the highest level is level 10 okay and then from there you go to elite which is what you see on tv got it and so how did you dislocate your elbow i was doing backhand springs on the tumble track and a week before, I'd felt this pain in my elbow, probably like elbow tendonitis or my ligament stretching. And then when I went to see the doctor, he said, oh, that's because you have loose ligaments. And that has to do with what I was born with, which is Russell Silver syndrome. And so what is Russell Silver syndrome? Um, it's a rare form of primordial dwarfism. And I was diagnosed at 14 months old and what is that what like what are the, the like what happened or what led your family or your parents to kind of like go into the doctor and say hey what is this or how is it diagnosed okay so before that I don't know the time frame but my babysitter had noticed that my right knee was bigger and she thought I just hit my knee on something but it turns out I have body asymmetry so my left side arms legs everything is smaller it's shorter it's less muscular than my right side and um i was clinically diagnosed so i they don't know like what kind i have or the genetics behind it but some symptoms were like my fifth finger is curved or my toes are webbed um I think that's kind of all the physical how, how did that kind of play into your childhood and, you know, whether it's activities or just in general? Well, then I started going to the endocrinologist every three months um, for blood work. Uh, I was on growth hormone 
from 18 months through like 14 years every day. And then in middle school, I started a new shot called Lupron to help me grow some more because my growth plates were closing in middle school. And um, then I started going to an orthopedic doctor to check for scoliosis. That was yearly. Um, then we start. We stopped growth hormone around 14 years old, and that's when all my doctor visits kind of stopped, and I assumed a more normal life. And you started gymnastics at 11. Yes. So was that like the very first um, sport that you tried? No, or- I was in t-ball. Yeah. If you consider that. T-ball is definitely a sport. I play t-ball too. <laughs> I was so. very bad. <laughs> Um, okay, so growing up, you know, now now you're 21, and you look at growing up, kind of, how how was this? How did this kind of play into your 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 youth, your childhood, your you know, teenage years? Um. Or affect you in? I was kind of self con or. Not self-confident. <laughs> Very much a lack of confidence in myself growing up. Always feeling that I was different than people and I thought people could see right through me. And some people asked me about the lift in my shoe or why I was constantly going to the doctor, what was wrong with me. I felt that people saw me differently. Um, and that could have just been something that I saw because then I'd have people telling me that they never knew that I had this. Um, and it took a while for me to become confident and to assume my syndrome as part of me and to use it to spread my message and also to show that I've faced adversity and I've overcome these things and look how far I've come because there was a time when I had like no muscle mass. I was so weak and I knew I wanted to change that because it bugged me so much in like PE classes to be the weakest one. And at what time was that when you were at your weakest? I'd say sixth grade. I couldn't do a single push up. <laughs> I couldn't do a single pull up. I, you, oh, go ahead. Like, um, they had started the pacer test. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but you have to run from line to line. And I was the first one eliminated. And then by the time I graduated high school, I was almost the last one still standing and so I had improved my fitness it took a long time but it it meant so much to me to improve even just a little bit what when you say my message right so it Mm -hmm. sounds like you have a message (laughs) so what I'm like over you're dying to hear what that message is oh man um that's a hard question. <laughs> so, this is this has taught you something. Yes. You've learned, and it sounds like you're not where you were. Yes. You know, ten years ago. 
So you've, you've, there's been some moment that you either decided like, I'm going to take this, uh, you know, some people would call it a challenge. Other people would call it a gift, right? Like I'm going to take this circumstance and I'm going to turn it into the absolute best opportunity that I have possible because I can, you know, either continue down this path that I've been on or start looking forward and how can I make a difference in the world, you know, with the experience that I've been through. So yes. what, so kind of just giving you again, not saying you're, but I can kind of understand a little bit more based on what you've shared. So what had, what, when was that moment? What was that moment like? What were the things that were going through your mind and where are you now from that moment? So in middle school, I had gone to a convention for my syndrome and they did a teen panel and I got to speak on it to parents to give them advice or what we had done or what we what our future looks like. And parents were coming up to me with questions or simply saying like, I'm inspiring them, which is still kind of weird to hear because I don't find myself inspiring. And that was a moment that I realized I could take my story and I could tell people that and they would think, wow, I would never realize that she has this and look how far she's come. Like, why am I not pushing myself? And so it, it caused me to dig deeper within myself and to realize that, yes, I've faced challenges, but there's also other people who have faced harder challenges than me. And so when I'm at the gym um, and I'm dying in the middle of a workout, I'm thinking about quitting, I dig deeper and I find that place and I go there where I push harder. And granted, it's something I have to think about all the time because quitting is always on the forefront of my mind. But, um, I mean, I'm not that weak child in PE anymore. I've come so far, and I don't want to just stop now. It sounds like the biggest development was in between your ears, like your head. Exactly. Because I wasn't self-confident in high school. I've definitely gained more confidence, both in just the way I present myself, but also within my story because I was not confident in sharing my story with people in the past. I was almost embarrassed by it. And now I'm a little more confident to tell people to spread my message on Facebook. Um, And it's still like a level of vulnerability for me. So you posted something a couple days ago about gymnastics here at the gym, handstand push-ups. I was so excited. (laughs) So yeah, so tell tell me what you posted in kind of what your thought process was and posting that and the response that it got. I was blown away. I I had posted it really late at night and I was staying up late writing a paper and I was seeing all the responses coming in and it kind of brought tears to my eyes. But it was me doing a couple of handstand push-ups after Selena's um, gymnastics clinic and I was going down really slowly, bringing my knees to my chest, 
because I, I was going slowly because I thought I wouldn't be able to push back up. I tried handstand push-ups in classes and it was not happening. Like I didn't, I didn't have the strength, I didn't have the confidence. And at this clinic, I got it and I was shocked, could not believe it. And so I did a few more and then I posted about it because April is um, limb discrepancy month, I think. And handstands are challenging when your arms aren't the same length. And so I wanted to not only share my handstand push-ups, but I wanted to relate it back to my syndrome. And the response was pretty it awesome. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Everyone from the gym had commented such sweet words, and it's definitely a testament to the community here. So would you say that part of you being able to get to the point that you are now is being able to share openly and be vulnerable and that every time that you did that, it gave you a little more confidence. Absolutely. It, it reminds myself that I was put here on this earth for a reason and that God always has a reason and that I used to see my syndrome as something bad. I used to ask God why and now I know that there's a reason and it's maybe I'm meant to be inspiring. But also, I feel like I have a job to be inspiring, to live up to it. And I've discovered health and fitness in the last few years, like really discovered it. And it's become a passion of mine to show that just because I'm born with something that affects my muscles and my ligaments and everything, that it's not a death sentence. It, you know, I've overcome it. I can do things that normal people say they can't do or they won't do that's so awesome and and me having a daughter who's like way younger but just hearing you i can only imagine the joy that it brings your family today like knowing where you're at and kind of knowing where you've been right because as much as it was really hard for you all those years growing up and even to this day i i I would assume your parents and your family was it was pretty hard for them as well before I was born they told my mom that I had hydrocephalus because my head was much bigger than my body but that's just just another symptom of Russell Silver syndrome and then when I was born I was in the incubator they said I was a failure to thrive they weren't sure if I had fully developed lungs or if I would talk and walk and eat and do normal things, go to normal school, but I proved them wrong. You sure did. And tell me, um, what are your current like biggest challenges that you face today, if you don't mind sharing that? Mentally. Um, at the gym, it's always a mental game. Ever since, like, Ever since I came to college, I started competing in gymnastics. It's always been a mental challenge to not only try new things, but to go for it and believe that I can do it. 
And another challenge would be like finding a job, um, staying on track with food, not giving into temptations, which is again a mental thing, and just telling myself that I can be strong. Do you have any kind of like daily, weekly disciplines or things that you do to strengthen your mind or to c- continue to, you know, uh, develop your confidence? One thing, I guess, is listening to these podcasts while I'm at work. Um, They've been very inspiring. Um, Another thing I do is I like to read my devotional at night before bed and just turn off my phone, step away from society, and um, develop a deeper meaning with the Word of God. And another thing that I've been trying to do is lift up my friends because I'm a big believer that if you lift up the people around you, if you pour into your friends, if you pour into random strangers, that they'll give it right back to you. Okay, so I'm going to tell you right now, you're an amazing inspiration. (laughs) I'm like here, we're barely into this, we're 20 (laughs) minutes in. And I'm not kidding, Marissa, like your words and your perspective and your understanding of just so many things it, I mean I, I, I love hearing it because it's um, it's encouraging and I, I know so many people who listen to this podcast who've worked out with you that had no idea um, <laughs> of everything that you're sharing are gonna probably love to hear this but also to encourage you and just to say thank you and the fact that you are only 21 is even more amazing. Um, and so what does your future look like? I mean, what is in your mind, what uh, it, you've, you've come so far in such a short period of time. If you look at the big picture of a, of a lifetime, like, do you want to become like a national spokesperson? Like you talked about going to this conference and being on the panel. Do you have... I mean, is this something that you would rather just let it kind of go where it goes and not necessarily have ambitions to take a message anywhere? I've thought about it, definitely. I've taken a step back from going to yearly conventions and uh, being vocal about it. Um, But lately this year, I've been more and more vocal, and I think that has to do with my growing confidence and definitely like stepping in the gym has improved my muscle tone which is some is a big platform for me because with RSS like they have no muscle tone they have to go to physical therapy because they don't have muscle tone so for me it's something that I'm super passionate about and showing people that look where you can go with a little bit of hard work and determination Um, but my future gosh I don't know (laughs) graduate college get a job Um, while my major is urban planning I've had a change of heart in that I'd like to go into a field that's more health and fitness related and relate that back to my syndrome and get use that platform to help me bring health and fitness to anyone but I don't really know how to get there just yet so yeah we'll see 
Well, I think you're, you know, you're kind of like, you know, taking it one day at a time and you're working on this, like you said, this last, how long have you been here at the gym since the open, right? Two months. Yeah. So, you know, this has probably been a huge growth for you in your fitness. And the more that you continue to grow in your fitness and the more that you continue to uh, have those opportunities, those doors will open and have even a bigger story to share. You know, like even the handstand push-up is one example, right? But what about when you get, I don't know if you, what other movements you're hoping to be able to muscle get? Muscle-ups. Muscle-ups. Like imagine when you get your first muscle-up, you know? <laughs> and um, so I guarantee you there's going to be more doors, more opportunities. So you graduate in August. Do you Are you going to move? Are you going to go somewhere? What's your plans? I'm looking for jobs here in town. I don't want to leave this community that I've built here the last couple years and so if somebody's listening and they have a job opportunity (laughs) what would you say would be your uh like strengths or the things that you would love to offer in a working environment um totally put you on the spot so let me pull out my resume (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, you're very friendly. Yes. You like a, people. I do. I'm a hard worker. If you give me a task, it's going to get done right. Um, I'm good at communicating. I believe that open communication, and if you have a question, you should ask it, dumb or not. Um, That's good. No. And go ahead. <laughs> I honestly Googled heart or like was it soft skills and hard skills for a resident? Like <laughs> professional and not. Well, well, the best thing would be like, hey, if there's somebody listening that wants to offer you a job or talk to you about a job, they can reach out to you. And Absolutely. Um, so right now you work at the library, you said? Yes. And what do you do? What library is it? Evans. Evans Library? Yes. And what do you do over there? I go... Besides to- listening to podcasts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is allowed. <laughs> Uh, I go upstairs and I pull books off the shelves and then I'll bring them downstairs to ship to other libraries and we unpack books from other libraries as well. I can scan a book. (laughs) Wow. And so your summer, you have classes this summer? Yes. How many hours are you taking? Six. And then you're done? Yes. And I should be back working at Brazos Valley Gymnastics too. Oh, great. And so you're a coach? I am. All right. So let's kind of... Uh, we're getting close to the end, but tell us. Can tell me kind of how you got into that. I really wanted to be a coach, dance or gymnastics. Um, I like. I liked my coach growing up, and the things that she taught me, the life skills that she taught me, were really important. And I wanted to give that back to the community, and so I applied, and I got it. And now I've been coaching girls between three years old and. 12 years old which is where Kate was going I know and and so what do you love about coaching that age when I see them get a skill or the confidence to do something or to try something instead of saying I can't uh, it brings like tears to my eyes it makes me so happy to see them happy because I've been there before and that is also such a big confidence booster for them Yes. You know, at that age especially and as they grow up just to get those new skills. And just like you said, for you, confidence has been a huge kind of thing is that you gain more confidence. You got more vocal and 
And I think for you to give that to those girls is such a gift. Do you see yourself coaching kind of any further long term or is this something that you see yourself kind of doing here in the short term? I think it's just short term. And what do you what is CrossFit kind of introduced to you in fitness like your perspective, your um understanding of working out because you were working out somewhere else before yes and so what has crossfit in the last couple months shown you about yourself and fitness to try new things and to never doubt myself because i can always do it like whenever there's running programmed i have a issue kind of with running especially mentally to not stop and so when i tell myself you can do it. You can do it. Don't stop. Um, like you'll you'll see when you finish. You did it, and then I just keep on going. And then I, I worked out with you Friday <laughs> a week ago yes. in the the long you know the mile three quarter mile half mile quarter mile. Was that a hard workout? Oh, it was so hard. <laughs> but then I'd see you on the road, and I'd be like, you can't stop. Harley's looking at you. <laughs> And isn't that like the community just kind of so encouraging because they like just even without people saying anything, just them being there. Exactly. And Brandon, I think I was the last one to go out for my last sprint. And he said, all right, guys, this is Marissa's last one. Cheer her on. And the response is unbelievable. I mean, obviously, the community was called to action and they delivered. That's awesome. They've delivered every day. That's awesome. <laughs> So the last question is kind of the question I ask every person. Um, you know, sometimes when people come to the gym, they see these three words and they don't fully understand them, but uh, they see them on the walls, they see them on the back of the t-shirts. Anybody who starts listening to these podcasts, it's the name of the podcast and it's Building Better People. And those three words basically are what we consider our core purpose, right? The, the why behind why we do what we do. We believe that you working out and being healthy and exercising makes you a better version of yourself. So how is that true for you? Well, kindness is free and it takes nothing to be kind to someone. And I've seen nothing but kindness here at the gym. And I feel like that is the first step to making a friendship and to building someone up is just simply offering kindness and um, building better people means pouring into your friends not because you want something in return but because maybe you know that from experience that if you pour into your friends they'll give back to you and it's just a mutual thing and in the gym everyone's been so encouraging and it's a constant reminder that if i see someone struggling or not to encourage them to keep going and i firmly believe that if you are on a path to better health and better fitness that you are more reliable you're more loving you have confidence and you take that confidence and you share it with other people you build up other people um you're more punctual you're better at your job you have a newfound life and like love for life because 
you know, you're on your own journey to becoming a better person, both inside and out. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast, where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.